Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am very happy to have with me Jack Aspenson. Jack is the CEO and president of S3 Surface Solutions. He's got some interesting products to talk to us about. And uh, yeah, so Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. No, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about uh, the floor system and see uh, you know some of the components that go into it. It certainly looks interesting. Uh, but before we jump into that, for people who don't know you, maybe do a quick intro. Joined the flooring industry about five years ago when we started S3. Uh, 2005, September 2015, uh, we came in with the idea of providing a moisture vapor barrier that was exceeding uh, all of the current technologies and could go on brand new concrete uh, 12 hours after it's poured and quickly found out after talking to everybody that we needed some work to do to provide some more solutions for the industry. And so we created a family of companies uh, from concrete specialists all the way to adhesive specialists and started working on fixing the industry's problems one at a time. Well, that's certainly a good way to start a company. Um, often people will start a company with something they think is cool and then go and find a problem, uh, which sometimes works, but you know, sometimes also is a challenge versus uh, you know, the, the way typically recommended is certainly how you're doing it, find a problem and then come up with a cool solution. Um, before you got into the flooring industry, what's your kind of background? Oh, geez. I've uh, managed it. I've owned three companies, uh, everything from a service industry through tr trucking. I had trucking industry when I was in my 20s. And then I spent uh, 21 years in the technical industry, so working with ERP systems and robotic software and uh, designing stadiums and arenas infrastructure. Okay. That sounds really interesting. And before uh, we started recording, you were telling me about uh, some of the stuff you worked on was able to try and predict what people would order when they were in line at a drive-through. Yeah, robotics How does that work. So robotics technology is a matter of using multiple points. So I need to see a menu. I know what my product mixes, and I know what orders are going through the drive-through, and how many drive cars are going through the drive-through at a certain point in time. And so it was a robotics algorithm that actually could calculate using vision and a menu system to tell them what food to have ready for that next person's meal. Very interesting. All right. Well, let's jump into talking about S3 then. Um, you've got, like you said, a pretty wide variety of different products. There's the, the flooring products, but there's also some health uh, benefit products. Um, maybe talk a little bit about the company, you know, how did it form and, and what's its goal other than what we've already discussed, solving some of the problems you've seen. So we, we actually went out to the industry after we had launched our first few products and found that there's really a strong need to have a system approach to address moisture. And then we moved in and two years ago into the isolation of, of asbestos remediation. And so we found that there was a lot of commonality in the types of products that you needed to fix that. And through our partnerships and then actually setting up now, we have six companies uh, that we've partnered with different uh, formulators 
uh, who have his specialties, everything from I have material scientists, I have concrete designers, I have chemical engineers, chemists that specialize in, in uh, chemical products to re remediate. I have adhesive specialists that are, come from actually the original guys that created Loctite to chemical uh, concrete specialists who've been designing concrete for 40 years and material scientists who've built everything from uh, battlefield smoke to bulletproof and blastproof concretes. And we found out that there was some good synergy between them and they all collaborated together and designed these products so that we had a system approach for addressing concrete problems with moisture, whether they were new, old, or actually fast track. So we needed to be able to manage it through the whole process and provide a solution that took the worry off of the end user and the flooring manufacturer. Okay. So with uh, these products, maybe go a little bit more into detail on where they're used uh, on, on the inside of the building, outside of the building, floors, walls. Um, how's that work? So there's the system that we're currently per, that you would see on our website right now is designed for interior of the building. But actually, the first two products in it, which is Surface Prep EX3 and Moisture Shield, were originally designed 17 years ago for the usage on water treatment and wastewater facilities, underground concrete structures, so that water couldn't intrude from groundwater and wastewater couldn't in, go out into groundwater. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an internal concrete membrane. We call it intercrete. And those two products are designed to not only new, old, or or fast track, but above grade, on grade, and below grade, stop moisture and hydrostatic pressure from affecting the flooring. At the same time, completely leveling out the pH, which is extremely important for, for adhesives and for a lot of the PVC back materials or PVC design materials. Okay. So you've got uh, the kind of the preparation step, the protection system where you seal it and protect it. Um, what's kind of the next part of the system? So we have a two-part water-based epoxy called MRP, which thanks to, this is the, the other really important fact of how we design things, is we actually use manufacturers, dealers, and installers as advisors and also test subjects when we do it. So we're bringing everybody into the process so that we're not trying to invent anything new. But the next step is MRP. And MRP is a two-part two water-based epoxy that was originally designed as an asphalt paint. So it bonds to asphalt products such as solvent-based adhesives that were used back in the late 60s through the 80s as a, or, and or even into the 90s that cause could have asbestos in it, might not have asbestos in it, but they leave the black marks on the concrete. And we can actually go straight over that. Or if it's been remediated with citrus or soy-based chemicals or even solvent-based, uh, part of the problem there is that leaches back up and affects the product. Well, we can isolate that by, by using MRP straight over it. And it's got an extremely strong chemical bond to the concrete, so it doesn't get removed and can't be, doesn't peel up unless it's applied wrong. But really what's interesting about the, then the fourth product in that system is a high moisture adhesive that's also high pH. Uh, matter of fact, our pH capabilities and our moisture capabilities most of the time exceed the flooring product that we put on top of it. It's got high P, it's got high peel, your high shear strength. So side to side, it's very hard to get off the ground. But when you go to replace the floor, it's an easy peel uh, 
on a lot of things like carpet tile. So it, it's a perfect system that handles moisture, handles pH, and handles any fluctuations within that moisture during the life of that product. And I was reading on your website, it's, uh, it was kind of interesting to me, it said that the moisture-related floor covering failures is a billion-dollar problem. Is that is that a billion dollars a year in the U.S., or where is that uh, from? That's a conservative estimate on problems just in U.S. Wow. Okay. Um, and so what's, what's uh, maybe the issue, I mean, not maybe calling out specific products, but what's the issue with the traditional products that are used for this? Is that the pH concern? pH is the there's a lot of people in the industry and there's a lot of articles matter of fact I just read one today that was it was well written uh, was about how emissions rates so how much moisture is leaving the concrete was the challenge uh, RH has been the industry standard for years of how wet is my slab how much so is how wet is it at forty percent the depth but it's really the emissions rates that is is a little bit more important measurement but unfortunately there's no perfect way to do it. And so there's some skepticism around it. Really the pH, which is if you imagine your a concrete is slab is like your body, you're going, you have water inside you. What leaves your body is emissions rate as a vapor. And then when it hits outside air, it condenses. Well what it leaves behind when that condensed water evaporates is salt. And so pH is related to salts. Salts break down adhesive. Salts leave nice little white rings everywhere, just like they do on your body. And the, sec- the worst thing that they do is they begin to remove the plastic, what they call plasticizer, from PVC-based products. Then they lose their dimensional stability. You have problems in smell because it's kind of like a real strong Play-Doh at that point. So it's, in the construction world, concrete's concrete, it, pretty much. It's got 20% water mixed with so much sand, so much uh, Portland cement. It's healthy for concrete to have water. It, it, you want it to. You want it to be at 40 to 60% all the time because you don't want the pH, again, comes back, to be below seven or it becomes unhealthy concrete. And so we have to just be able to manage that whole process. So what? What keep the RH up, keep the MVR low, keeping the salts low and balancing the pH at something that's suitable for flooring material. Okay. And then what kind of limitations do you have on when this can be applied? I know you're talking a little bit about the age of the concrete, you know, if it's freshly poured, um, maybe talk a little bit about that. Great question. In freshly poured concrete, as long as it's done without a, a tight finish or steel trowel or a densifier or hardener, Moisture shield can act as a moisture vapor barrier internal in the concrete, and it can be applied 12 hours after pour. It not only is a moisture vapor barrier inside, it is also a waterproofer. And best best of all, it's the only chemical that I know right now that's that's liquid, non-film forming, that's qualified as a curance. So you have a three-part product that goes a 12-hour, as soon as you can walk on the concrete. Now, interestingly enough, we have a 200, we have a, MRP, which is the water base, that can go on concrete within 12 hours after pour as well. So can our two-part 100% solids, which is called 125, can also go on concrete, but it's 24 hours after. So we've designed everything to go early because it speeds up the construction process. It takes a lot of the headaches away. And one of the big issues, and and I'm probably going to, I'm going to have to pick another one for the final question here, but 
part of the biggest challenge is that people think water moves horizontally in concrete a long way. It, it doesn't. It moves about six inches. But six inches enough is for it to come up under a wall you've mounted there. And then you have insulation. You have drywall that can be affected. By going early, we can get rid of that problem. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. One thing that's, uh, you know, obviously becoming more and more important now uh, is kind of the, the air quality within the buildings. You know, we're building our buildings a lot more airtight. And so we're paying more attention to the chemicals and things that are going into the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as off-gassing goes, again, uh, you know, kind of looking through your literature, you talked a lot about that. Maybe uh, discuss a little bit about the, the VOC content and such of these products. Perfect. That, by the way, we're, de- we're in the process right now of developing five new products. And they, they go from glue removal, a product that we call unglued. It'll take any glue off the floor within a matter of hours. It turns it into a biodegradable food. But when we launch products, we have four things we look at right off the bat. Across all, my four, all of my chemists and my materials engineers, their first task that they have to accomplish is it has to be environmentally and humanly friendly. So even in the installation process, I don't want people getting sick. I don't want them being affected by anything. I don't want to clear the building out. And then it, long-term in the environmental side of it, it cannot release VOCs. So for instance, our 4151 adhesive, which is universal for multiple backings, the only thing it can't do is non-pattern broad look. It'll do sheet vinyl to rubber floors to cork floors. That product just qualified for UL Green Guard Gold. Very few adhesives ever reach gold. So that's a, that's, a, that's a big milestone. The second thing we do is we want to limit the change. How, how do people have to ad- work with it? How do they have to apply it? So when you look at the whole environment around environmentally friendly, we're not bringing in new tools. Third, especially with surface prep, that is a, that is a concrete preparation product that does not create dust. It does a two to three profile on the concrete and removes the pH and neutralizes the concrete without any dust. So you don't have any, any airborne silica, which in California is a big problem. They, you have a four-hour work time. And then the other side of it is you can't have to do uh, negative air and stuff like that because it slows down the construction process. It creates an, uh, the inability for other trades to work within the area. Those are some of the key things that we look at. But all of our products are have lead points. All of our products are environmentally friendly. Like I said, on our new glue removal tool, I was beginning to say, we actually take the glue and we turn it into a biodegradable food for bacteria. So I can throw it away in a lawn garbage bag into a dump and it actually disintegrates faster than it would if I just threw it in there without it. So we look at how to, what's the life cycle of what we're doing to that building and how is it going to affect the environment afterwards? Okay. That's a great point. I like the idea of that. Uh, speaking of life cycle, what kind of lifespan do you expect with uh, the different products that you use for like the surface prep and such? Surface prep is a, is a one, use it and throw it. Um, it is, it is meant to actually, and the, there's an interesting thing with that. When I said, we're not do we're not throwing silica up into the air. We're actually loosening what is considered to be like the paste layer, we're getting rid of all the the salt. So surface prep acts as a low pH product, 
reacting with an alkaline, which is a salt, and it pulls all that out of the concrete, creating a porous surface. And we're getting rid of a lot of contaminants. We've actually had an instance where we did a, a floor for a gentleman in South Carolina, and we did a, a test on his affluent when it was done, and he actually had 2% of his concrete was silver. We're trying to figure out where that came from and if he'll sell his building. But yeah. That's the kind of things we look at. Moisture shield is a permanent. Once it's in the concrete, its whole job, and this is a differentiation between admixes and stuff that are out there today that uses silicas or amorphous colloidosilicas and other silicas. We don't use any silica. We actually use a chemical that is a reactant that helps the concrete fully cure on its own. Is in the process of concrete curing, only about 70 to 80% of the actual Portland react. Our job is to make it fully react at that paste layer so that there's no more to go. And then that part of our product goes away. The second side of it is a bunch of uh, natural polymers that we've created that will fill the capillaries and they're dynamically moisture sensing. So as the moisture comes up, they absorb it. If there's no moisture there that needs to be passing back and forth, the concrete can breathe and stay at its 60% moisture level. So that, that's a permanent application. Wow, that's impressive. The rest of it's MAMRP and uh, the adhesive, obviously, are designed to go away when you want them to, but there's no life expectancy on MRP. We have, a, we have one application that's been down for 17 years. Wow. Yeah, this, that product was the original formulation was actually created by my partner's father. Uh, he also created the two-part 100% solids piece for the De Beers Diamond Company to actually keep moisture in their concrete two miles underground. So we got to, it was also used at the Pentagon after 9-11 to speed up construction. So we have some good stories. Very cool. All right. So then I guess uh, the last question about the products, um, you having been in sales for a while, uh, I'm always curious, who's your ideal customer? Like who listening to this definitely needs to to email or call you after? That's a great, man, I love the ideal the ideal customer. So the, the five things I look at is number one is they want a solution that's going to last them for a long time. I, they don't want a Band-Aid put on something. The second side of it is is they they enjoy fixing a problem and, and not having to deal with it. And they know, they understand the ROI on that. And the third is, is that in the flooring industry, not for my products, but for my manufacturers that I work with, is that it's, they, they're somebody that'll turn their carpet when it, every seven years, 10 years, because they like the new looks, the new designs that come in. And it makes it easy to change that without having to deal with moisture ever again. And obviously, not because I'm a business owner, I like to have people that are interested in paying for it. <laughs> it isn't, it isn't, it isn't, the, the, the final thing I was going to tell you when we designed these, we want to be cost effective and provide a faster ROI. So it doesn't always mean we're the cheapest up front, but we're at least, and I, and I don't have any problem admitting this, we are a longer term, better investment. That's one commonality amongst most of the people that I talk to on here is we definitely do try and focus. I mean, the, the, the concept of better construction definitely lends itself well to not always the cheapest product, but the product with that long-term focus. Speaking of better construction, as I get towards the end of these podcasts, I always ask two questions. Uh, the first one is, if you could remove any one misconception about better construction uh, for your industry, what would it be? 
There's no such thing as dry concrete. It, you, want, you cannot have a healthy building that's long-term and going to last into the ages unless you have some moisture in your concrete. So the idea of dry concrete, it's not fully dry. The Hoover Dam is still wet in the middle, and it's very healthy. All right. And the listeners know that uh, the last question is always if uh, I read and collect a lot of books myself. And so if you were to recommend a book right now, personal or professional, uh, which one would it be for you? Professionally, I would recommend uh, Blue Ocean Strategy. And they, they have a second follow-up book. It's a great book for whether you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're a product developer for a company, you're a construction engineer, any of, the, any of these books. It teaches you not only how to differentiate yourself, but your company and your products without having to get into the price war, which is the red ocean. And personally, my wife's an author, so I can't go into that one. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Jack, thank you so much for your time to be on the show. For everyone listening, I'm going to put links in the description to S3. Uh, So you can go and check out their products. And there's also, of course, contact info on there for you to be able to reach out if you want to learn a little bit more or get some samples. And with that, Jack, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, Sean, appreciate it. And uh, tell everybody to look for the next 90 days. We're redoing the website so we can launch these five products. Awesome. Will do. Thanks, Jack. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode of Better Construction. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. If you have any questions for myself or the guest, you feel free to reach out on social media or on the website at uh, www.betterconstructionmedia.com. And with that, we'll talk again next time.